0: What's up everybody? How's it hangin'? You're listening to Power 5 Sports Podcast. Alongside Alex Maxwell, I'm Jake Gorwitz. It's December 1st, and we're here to start your holiday season with the 61st edition of Power 5. On today's show, we're gonna take you through the first month and a half of the NBA season. We have some teams on our radars that are having great starts to their years, some teams that aren't doing so well, and some individual players that are absolutely lighting up the stat sheets. To follow that up, we'll fill you in on the opening weeks of the college basketball season. We have our classics like Duke and Kansas that are no strangers to sitting atop the rankings, but also some Blue Bloods that have been handed a couple L's to start their years. Alex, get us started and tell the people how you're feeling. What an
1: intro. I just gotta say that. That was flawless, Uh, Jake, on your part. But yeah, we haven't done any basketball in a while, and we haven't done any new nba or college basketball so you already know we had to get you guys caught up to speed starting off with the nba the nba east being specific the nba east let's let's keep it real here no nonsense the nba east is just not eastern conference is just not that terrific it's just no shockers there (laughs) um let's talk about some teams that are pretty good the Raptors, the Bucks, the 76ers, the Pacers. But going into detail a little bit, the Raptors are leading the East right now, looking quite solid. Uh, the movement with Kawhi has been good. I think Kawhi has been a pretty good fit in the 6. And I like what they've been doing, but will I don't really know. I mean, the Raptors have just proven time and time again that they will not do anything in the playoffs. They're all bark, no bite. That's that's what I'm feeling out of them. No bark, no bite. I kind of like that. All bark, no bite. No bark. All all bark. All talking, no action. Excuse me. Yeah.
0: Thank you for correcting me. Any, anytime. But I mean, these, these four teams, we expected them to be in this position to start their years, mm-hmm. and the Toronto Raptors, they're sitting here at 19 and four. The the, <laughs> tran- the transition um, for Kyle. Uh, Excuse me, Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard coming over from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. That's gone. Um, Kyle Lowry is very comfortable as well in his new position. Exactly. I mean, Kyle, Rowler, Kyle Lowry, he's been dishing around yep, the ball quite well. Ten assists. But if you're the Raptors, you've, you have to be quite pleased. Absolutely. Kawhi puts up 37 in a win, in an overtime win against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, you're headed in the right direction. All you can ask for at this time of year is a strong start to your season with the new head coach. And you add a superstar like Kawhi Leonard to the mix... Doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt one bit.
1: Hopefully they can get things rolling when it comes playoff time because they sure haven't done that in the past. They go to the Eastern Conference Finals, get swept. What about the Milwaukee Bucks? Obviously led by Giannis Adekumbo, but they're doing pretty well. They're 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 pretty good. What are they right now? They are... Fifteen and six. Fifteen and six, good record. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, Giannis has been MVP worthy. No surprise there. But I like Malcolm Brogdon. I like Thon Maker. I like Eric Bledsoe. I think they're a solid team. They might make some noise come playoff time. And I I think the Bucks have definitely lived up to pretty high
0: expectations as they're sitting number two in the East. I I couldn't agree more. If you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you're averaging 120, close to 121 points per game. That's best um, in the East. And you have a potential MVP candidate in Giannis. You're right there in contention with the Toronto Raptors. And again, it's early in the season.
1: Things could change. Hopefully, you know, there might be trades at the trade. There will be trades. I like the way the Bucks are trending and I think, to be honest, I think they pose more of a threat than this the, the uh, Toronto Raptors in a grand scheme. Of really, f- NBA Finals, yeah. I, I think I, I just agree. think the Raptors. I just think the Raptors are a complete choke organization. They needed to rebuild. People didn't like the DeMar DeRozan move. Well, okay. Well, why don't you go to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose again? You gotta you gotta make some moves if you're the Raptors. And they clearly, if they've done better. I mean, it's tough. It's kind of heartless that they kind of cut DeMar like that. But it's a cutthroat business. The Raptors,
0: I just think they're a choke organization. I I have to disagree. I think the Raptors are a legitimate um, contender in the conference. And and as far as... I'm I'm talking the big Larry O'Brien trophy here.
1: Not just the conference. I'm talking the grand scheme of things. Well,
0: they just beat the Warriors. Can they beat them in... In well, a seven game series. For style. one thing, the Warriors didn't have Steph. He'll actually. True. He's returning tonight That's against very, very true. our hometown Pistons. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the debate between the Bucks and the Raptors, who is more of a threat long term once we get into the postseason, if I'm looking at the current rosters, I have to think that the Raptors pose more of a threat to fair, the fair. bigger dogs like the Warriors and other teams with big threes. Okay. Well, you want to talk about long term. How about the process over
1: there in Philly? I'm trusting it. How have you? How have they been doing? Third in the East, doing quite well. Sitting at sixteen and eight, and Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons are just—they're good. They—they enjoy each other's company on the court, and they're doing quite well. I think, to be honest, I think they have the most talent overall talented roster in the eastern conference but they don't have the most complete roster right now markel fultz is just i'm sorry he's just not doing terrific i think he is a very good basketball player in the grand scheme of things but he's just not maybe they might philly might not be the best spot for him as he he's struggling right now but we got to talk about joel Embiid and ben simmons how they've
0: been doing can i just touch on markel fultz for a second um his free throw routine is horrendous. Yeah, what, it's ugly. Up with that? I want to turn off the TV when I it. see it. Um he's doing some weird thing where he just tosses it to his left, right. It's like a it's like a bobble Yeah, it's some balancing act. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Um but he's definitely on the trading block. But if we're looking at the 76ers as a whole, you bring Jimmy Butler Jimmy into town Woo. and combine his talents with Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid, I would put, as far as talent, I would put them... At number one, I would. I would put them second Ooh. to Don't the Celtics. Don't say it. Celtics. Oh. Who'd you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say the Raptors. Uh, no. Big Canada No, guy. they're definitely second to the Celtics. I can see your case for the 76ers having the most talented roster in the East, but... If I'm looking top to bottom, I'm going with the Celtics. I'm gonna actually have to, I'm I going have to eat my
1: words here because I totally forgot about the Boston Celtics. Oh, had a boy. Thank you for that. <laughs> They're the most talented roster in my opinion. Second, a close second, the 76ers, and then box Raptors. But that's besides the point. 76ers have been really good. The addition with Jimmy Butler, as he's made a few game winners in his short ta- tenure in Philadelphia. I like them. I think they're going to do some damage as we continue to go
0: on through the NBA season. 76ers, they're 8 and 2 in their last 10 and what I really like about this team is their home record, 12 and 1. Mm. I don't like if you can get your away record um to improve from where it is right now at 4 and 7. Uh. If you're a team that can shut down your opponents at home and that's almost at a guaranteed win. Yeah. Okay, you go on the road, you pick up a couple W's here and there, and you're you're looking great. Yeah, I, I think that's a great way of
1: saying things. Finally, for our high expectations, the Pacers. They looked really well. Finishing out the year in the playoffs, Victor Oladipo put him on their back, and he is a stud. I saw that text message with his trainer minutes after they lost. Do you remember that? Yes. I thought that would really translate to this season, and it has. I think Victor Oladipo... Has been quite good as they sit right now at thirteen and nine. Uh, Sabonis isn't bad. Miles Turner, Bogdan Bogdanovic is a tremendous three point shooter. So you definitely have a lot of talent there sitting there in Indy, and they're pretty good right now. But I think they can make some moves as the season progresses.
0: Yeah, especially in an Eastern Conference where I feel a like... A very lame you, Eastern Conference. You add a couple pieces and you're right there in in the mix um, at at the top of the rankings. And if they can get Victor Oladipo back sometime in the near future, um, you know, he has this right knee injury, but there's no structural damage. Good. So that's good news for all Pacer fans. And as far as the depth on their roster... I like having Tyreek Evans there. Yep. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. And Miles Turner. I think he's, he's the most underrated center in the NBA. One of very them. very well one could of them. be. One of he's them. one of the rising stars in the association. Absolutely. He will be here in all-star games, yeah. first team, second team, all-NBAs for years to come. Watch out for the Pacers. Make, they'll make some noise. They'll, they'll beat a couple teams... To ruin their seasons. Mm -hmm. I think that's brilliant,
1: I think. We're firing on all cylinders here for you folks. Okay, so that's for our high expectations. Then it's just going to be... We're going to go into our surprises, but then it's going to go all downhill from there (laughs) about our letdowns. But going back to our surprises, the Detroit Pistons. With the addition of Blake Griffin, that was a major toss-up. A full season getting adjusted with a new coach... Dwayne Casey, how are they going to be? We had no idea. Well, right now they're sitting at the 4th seed at 12 and 7, but they've looked pretty good. They've they've beaten some good teams and I think they've looked pretty good. It's pretty re- reliant on Blake Griffin though. If if you watch the games, it's Blake Griffin tends to kind of have the ball in his hands a lot, but I like Blake Griffin a lot, and I think he's a good player to
0: have on your team. I think he's a good team guy. I like him. He's a good player as well. Pistons are on a four-game win streak right now. Like you said, they're fourth in the conference, and Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond combined for one of the best duos in the NBA, and what really stands out to me is Andre Drummond's rebounding ability. We'll get into that in a little bit, but those, those two players abilities to create second chance opportunities with their offensive rebounding skills is a huge and valuable asset for the Detroit Pistons. I think Dwayne
1: Casey's also a very good players coach as he Stan Van Gundy, I don't think he, I don't think he could have had a worse body language type feel to him. I mean, he was so negative, he seemed to just rip on Andre Drummond constantly, and Andre Drummond, he is doing so much better. Efficiently, he's so much more efficient as he has a 52% field goal percentage. That is, that's efficiency at its finest. He seems to be more happy. The spirit of enjoying basketball just seems to be there, and I think this is really apparent as the Pistons. You know, they people in Detroit are satis are not satisfied with going ninth, tenth every year in the Eastern Conference, kind of on the cusp of making the playoffs. But now with Sean Casey, I really like how he's kind of propelled. Or I'm sorry, Sean Casey, Dwayne Casey, the way he's kind of um,
0: propelled the Pistons. Well, any time that you can scoop up the coach of the year in the offseason, you have to take advantage of that opportunity. And it really shows in the Pistons' play this year. They're 6th in the league for rebounds per game. They're 10th for points allowed. In the entire NBA, I mean, that's a change that needed to happen, Mm -hmm. and we're not seeing those stats with other head coaches at the helm. No, no, no. Okay, so the Pistons are a pretty pretty big shocker, and
1: I, I like the way they've been turning out. I think you and I both agree that they can go to the playoffs, maybe second round. Our expectations aren't that high for them, but as they, you know, for the, the, the next few years, I think they can possibly
0: make some noise. Well, we'll see. Clinch the the fifth, the sixth, the seventh seed. Maybe win a couple games in the first round. Maybe you win that 4-5, mm-hmm. or that 5, or uh, the 6-3 seed mm-hmm. games, and you move on, make a little noise, good season, and then you build upon that next year. Draft well, that's what I got to say. Okay, so that's pretty
1: much the top... Tier of the Eastern Conference, and now it's just going to be peaking. We're all downhill from here. The Cavs, the Cavs have just looked. Oh, they're bad. They're not. There's not that many good words to describe them this year. Could Duke
0: beat the Cleveland Cavaliers?
1: Oh, put me on the spot like that.
0: Honestly, I think Honestly, they could. I, I think. I think they could. If they played
1: them let let's say five times, because ten times is a lot. If they played them in a five-game series. I think they could pull at least one, one or two. You gotta think. Duke, you're Duke. talking about the okay. Duke Blue, Go- the Duke Blue Devils could maybe pull one or two. I'm not saying you gotta keep in mind. These are professionals here. Tristan Thompson, Jetty Osman is good. He is a Turkish player, and if you don't if you don't know who I'm talking about, he is a good player. Too bad he's just he's on a he's on he's not on a good team. Colin Sexton is good. I'd like to see him in the future, but man. Oh, man, J.R. Smith is just not happy. Tristan Thompson... J.R. Smith's not even with the team. Dude, J.R. Smith... He's on
0: his way out of town.
1: J.R. Smith is just clearly... K. Love is banged up. K. Love is... After he signed that contract, no motivation. Uh, Tristan Thompson needs to be in a good system for him to make an impact, and he's not. So, yeah, the Cavs, it's going to be a while. I think the Cavs will be bad... I'm talking like 20, 21, 22. I think they need to draft well, reboot. I think they'll win. They'll have a 15-win season this year. That's Ew. that's the way I'm feeling right now. Ew. They're four and 17. That's
0: disgusting. And they're
1: last four wins, and they're I think 15 to 20 wins is generous with them. I think that's realistic. Ew. I think I think
0: they're disgusting.
1: I like, but you know they've done it. They've rose from the ashes before with Kyrie. Can they find another guy like that? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. What about the Celtics? Celtics have been so much talent. They have so much talent, but Gordon Hayward has not really adjusted
0: quite yet. Well, it, it's so hard to call a team like the Boston Celtics a letdown. Yes, for our expectations and the standards we have set for the Boston Celtics, they're a letdown. But nonetheless, they're still sixth in the conference with the winning record, and you already know they're going to be in in the playoff run, uh, in the conversation, and by the end of the year, they're going to be in that top three group right, atop of the conference.
1: Well, the reason why I decided to put them in our letdown is because right now they're 500, and they have a, an extraordinary amount of talent, and I think exactly you, you just... They just got to be top three. I mean, simple as that. Brad Stevens, it's destined. Brad Stevens is a phenomenal coach. They got to be top three. And right now, they're 500. They got to th- smooth things out and bounce back. They got to become a top three team fast. And I think they will. I think we're just stressing right now. Everyone needs to relax. Kyrie, Gordon Hayward will uh, we'll figure things out. I think they'll grow
0: and become much better into a top three team. Eastern Conference team well they better when especially when eight of your nine or eight or nine of your top players in the rotation would be starters I mean essentially your whole second unit that's just chilling on the bench would be starters anywhere else in the NBA right it's, that's unheard of yeah. no other team has has the depth that the Celtics do and that's That's a testament to the value that they got with that trade with the Brooklyn Nets a while back and the ability of their front office to draft promising players. Right. Yeah. Danny Ainge is a a genius. He's a guru.
1: What about the Wizards and the Heat to, to, to cap things off for the Eastern Conference? The Wizards. Everyone thought that duo with Bradley Beal and John Wall would just be deadly, but they really haven't done much, really. I'm thinking I mean what are they right now 8 and 14 8 and 14 it was way worse starting off the season they were they've gotten better but still man they are not very good I don't like the way things are going in DC maybe they like the like the Raptors they got to mix something up you can't just have the same recipe and then fail every year you got to change something up after a period of time because your goal is to win the Larry O'Brien trophy
0: trade John Wall He's trade John Wall, trade Bradley Bill. Um, you got to do something. So, something. They're they're phenomenal players. People will take them
1: all day. They're great players. You know, Dwight Howard also isn't
0: doing too hot. Uh, yeah. Shout out Dwight Howard. Um, yeah, he's actually out for two to three months after back surgery, um, and he was dealing with that um, gluteal issue the other night. But, um... The Wizards, jeez, 8-14, and, four and t- <laughs> yeah, they're certainly not trending in the right direction. How about the Miami Heat? I feel like the Heat are a team that we would expect to be at least in the top eight of the conference, but everything's just not panning out. No, I think the Heat have a decent amount of talent,
1: but, like, it's not crazy, and... You know I don't like the way things have been going. Like we keep saying, you got to make adjustments. Maybe the
0: Heat got to switch things up there in South Beach. Well, well, they were trying to. They they were aggressively pursuing Jimmy Butler. Yeah. But the things trade negotiations fell through last minute. They were thinking about sending Josh Richardson and Kelly Olynyk and a pick or two over to the Timberwolves, but that ultimately did not happen.
1: Yeah. That's it for the Eastern Conference. Let's switch gears to the West. Obviously, we're gonna get into some teams that were good, and obviously, the Golden State Warriors top everything. It's they're kind of like Alabama. Like, it's just tough. It's they're it's, there's a, they're almost boring to watch. They're getting to that point. Whether it's just it's a true dynasty.
0: I don't think they're boring to watch. I
1: think they're. I think that was a bad way to say it, cause I hate when people say that. I what's going on with me? I hate when people say teams are boring. It's a dynasty. They people hate them. They hate us
0: cause they ain't us. That's all I gotta say. The Warriors. I don't. I think they're still the most electric team in the entire NBA. Like we mentioned earlier, they're getting Steph Curry back tonight. Imagine when they add Boogie Cousins to the rotation. Woo-hoo! KD KD has been. On fire lately, Clay Thompson. Is Too bad the... he's a snake. All right, chill out, bro. <laughs> Clay Thompson is the best shooter in the league. I agree with that. Every team, every player on that team knows where Clay Thompson wants to receive the ball, and they pass it into his pocket, and he splashes it. Splash every brother. every
1: time. There's a reason why they call him the Splash Brothers. Okay, I mean, along... Going along with the, what, three championships they've already won, they could win four, five more. Or, I'm sorry, make it four to five.
0: As not told. four, not five. Not six,
1: not seven, not eight.
0: Not nine. Yeah, LeBron, what up? Shut up. Shout
1: out, shout out. I didn't mean shut up, I meant shout out. Just I'm just slipping today. All right, Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic has been outstanding. The Joker, that's what they call him. He is a freak. He is the guy over in the mountains, in the Rocky Mountains. I love Jokic. I think he is the most underrated player in the NBA. Uh, Pound for pound, he he plays like he has like point guard attributes
0: at a center position. Nikola Jokic is just like Miles Turner. He's one of the young studs in the league, and for the Denver Nuggets. The stat that stands out most to me, that strikes me the most, is the point, the average point differential. They're best in the Western Conference with plus 7.7 average point differential. You're not just squeaking games out with that average. No. You're not in one, two point games. No, you're beating teams convincingly, getting some cushion, some separation in games and especially in the Western Conference if you're winning games handedly like that it's impressive well there we go that's very impressive
1: OKC okay, it's the Russell Westbrook show that's, everybody knows that but how have they been doing with Paul George? good I mean look at them right now they're doing quite well they are 14-7 and seven, and they look really impressive I mean they are beating teams in a very deep conference you got to keep in mind the west is loaded there are superstars left and right it is a deep conference with a lot of threats and the fact that the thunder are making some noise i like that because i i I always i respect russ for staying with them even
0: when his teammates decided to ditch him i respect a lot of shade at kevin durant tonight i don't know what's gotten into you i mean i i respect it but how about when Russell Westbrook and um, Vince Carter both got teed up the other night? They were jawing back and forth, <laughs> and then Russ hits a jumper right in front of the Hawks yeah, bench yeah, and just yeah, yeah, points yeah. at him, stares him down, cradles the baby. Yeah, just I, I'm a big fan. of I, I like Russ. that, Sully. I, I really I like, like
1: the, Russ. Triple triple double, baby.
0: I love him. And Paul always... George averaging twenty three and a half, not mm-hmm. so shabby in my opinion whatsoever. If the Thunder can keep this up. Watch out for
1: them. Yeah, I, I like the way they've been trending. You know, let's see how they do against the Warriors,
0: one of their rivals. We'll see. So that rounds out our three teams that we expected to do well, and they are doing well. Now, let's take a look at some surprises. We have the Memphis Grizzlies, first and foremost. Well, they, I'm pretty sure they were last last year. They, they, were, were, they were horrendous. They were awful last year. We have the Grizzlies. We have the LA Clippers that are leading the Western Conference Ooh. and we have the LA Lakers. Yes, a lot of people expected the Lakers to do well, but They're doing quite they're at sixth right now. What, thirteen and seven? That's good. Exactly. And especially you can't assume no, that never. a team as young and unproven as the in- LA Lakers are right. going to do that well, especially this early in the season. That's why they're one of our surprises. Exactly. Ballette's Take it back to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies.
1: Who are they led by? Marcus Saul, Jeff Con or, um, Mike Conley, and the boys. I think the Grizzlies have been much better as they're sitting right now at 13-9. Keep in mind everybody's neck and neck, so nobody's gonna have a convincing record here. The Grizzlies have been really good. Jaron Jackson has been a good addition. I really like they they've really a oh, big one eighty and the uh the jazz town I like them
0: the jazz they're not the jazz town they're the country music town
1: my gosh
0: well Jaron Jackson and Mike Connolly <laughs> combined for 73 the other night in the Grizzlies double overtime win i mean when you have a rookie like Jaron Jackson stepping up to the plate and then a veteran like Mike Connolly taking care of business to form that duo that's something special right there I like that. The I Grizzlies, like the way they've been going. I don't know if they can they paid keep Mike this a lot.
1: So they, he's yes. he's been paying he's been living up to it, but maybe not as what 30 million
0: plus, I don't know. But I like the way they've been trending. Good for them. But the difference maker will be if they get into I mean, just like we saw that 73 point combination in the mm-hmm. double overtime win, the depth will start to hurt them as we progress through the season. Yeah. Injuries Come into play. Players need to sit out of games right. for rest. I can't disagree. It with will that hurt at all. them. Right. I don't know if maybe they'll stay in the bottom half of the top eight in the playoff picture. We'll see. I mean, this season can go two ways for the uh, for the Grizzlies at this point. Either everything will start to slow down, or maybe they'll keep this up and really continue to surprise us all. Right perfect
1: the showtime rivalry LA Lakers and the LA Clippers let's go back to the LA Lakers LeBron he goes to the playoffs with any team he turns them around within 1 year they are super young you guys got to keep in mind they have young guys like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma they're they're not an experienced team by any means and you add the best player in the NBA on that roster look what they are right now they're they're really doing well. Uh I think LeBron has gotten more comfortable. You throw in Rajon Rondo. He's been doing well. So I think people are starting to and JaVale McGee has been outstanding. Shout at that, out
0: the rat tail. Oh
1: my gosh. JaVale yeah. McGee.
0: He's a baller, low key though. He's been he's been he's he's, he's 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 good.
1: He's been proven that he is a very good post player in the NBA. I think he is I mean all jokes aside, I think JaVale McGee's actually pretty good. Reliability. I, that's reliability. The key. Yep. He, he, he puts up boards and blocks, and he does the big boy work.
0: I really like the Lakers trending from years to come. The addition of Tyson Chandler, a proven veteran, a rim protector, a defensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Tyson Chandler will be valuable going down the stretch, and Lance Stevenson, <laughs> Josh would... Hart, great pieces to have coming off the bench. I mean but the the Lakers, I think this
1: just shows how good LeBron is, that he can go to any team and just kind of do like a, like a, he undercut, like a ball. He's just like, he's running, he's a like CEO and he's making business decisions and he's just kind of flipping things around. He's a, it's like, uh, what's that? Sh- like that flip that like those, uh, home shows where like they flip houses. That's what LeBron does with the, uh, Organizations, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see where you're going. Yeah, he's a with that. he's a home, he's a flipper, so he's a flipper of the
0: organizations. And so, well, that's what <clears throat> excuse me, that's what LeBron brings to the table. You already know that, and when you have Lonzo Ball bringing up the ball, ooh, no pun intended, <laughs> but he's one of those rare players that sees plays before they actually happen. Yeah. I think we saw that a couple nights ago. He had that beautiful touch pass. Yep. To, I forget who it was, but somebody was coming in hot down the lane in transition. LeBron throws the ball down the court to Lonzo, just like a quarterback. Lonzo just gives it a little... I think it, it was little,
1: JaVale McGee. I think it might have been JaVale McGee. I,
0: it definitely was. Yeah. Just a little tap, a light touch, right to JaVale, mm. and JaVale slams it home. Lonzo Ball, he's going to continue to transform into a true, um, into a true ball oh handler point guard, and
1: uh, court general. I really like the way things are trending in the uh, for the Showtime Lakers. But what about their crosstown rivals, the Clippers? They're at first right now. Did anyone think that they would be at first? No. But guess who they're led by? Former Detroit Piston, Tobias Harris. Many people in Detroit I know for a fact, shout out to all the fans of the Pistons, were disappointed to see Tobias go, and many still aren't satisfied with Blake Griffin, I like Blake Griffin quite a bit, but I, I do miss Tobias Harris. I wish they could kinda have the best of both worlds and keep them both, but it's not how it works in this cutthroat business. He's averaging twenty one a game. Lou Williams has also been very good. Montrez Harrell's been very good with a seventy or sixty five percent field goal percentage, which is absurd.
0: DeAndre Jordan's been solid. So yeah. DeAndre isn't DeAndre Jordan in Dallas. Pretty sure. Is he? I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive he's over there with the Mavs. But it's all good. They have Boban. Boban. I I thought of a big boy. I'm like big boy. I'm like ooh, DeAndre. No, it's that's, it's, that's Boban. A, it's Boban. Okay.
1: I appreciate the little flashback. Yeah, it was it was a nice Lob City days. Throw back to the Lob City days. No, Boban Marjanovic doesn't even have to jump to dunk. So they got a very interesting thing going there for the clippers
0: and i think good for them they're what 15 and 6 good for them 15 6 they're 9 and 1 in their last 10 tobias harris i really miss him here in the motor city tobias harris is one of those players you just you can't dislike him no he just he key, gets the he gets the key. job done he doesn't have a loud mouth he just goes to work every day and puts up numbers and that's what you're seeing with the clippers he's a large part of their success and they're putting up a 117.5 points per game, good for fourth in the whole league. I dig it. And Tobias Harris is a huge part of that. Props to him, props to the Clippers, and you got to respect it. Listen up, they're leading the West right now. So
1: there you have it. They're quietly in first, as we like to say. Okay, so those are some of our surprises, some of our pleasant surprises with the Warriors and teams that we expected to be good. And then the letdowns, the Rockets, the Jazz, the Spurs. Let's go back to the Rockets. The Rockets were in first place last year. Um, they were sick. James Harden had a unbelievably good season last year. He's still having a really good season this year. But guess what? They're not in first right now. They are. They're not even in playoff contention right now. They are ten and eleven, and they're not. They're not living up
0: to any ounce of the hype. Well, if I may just interject here for a second, they are in playoff contention as they are only a half game behind the eight seed. There's a lot in front of them, though. It's weird. It's weird. Well, that's how deep. Yeah, ex- that's how exactly. deep the West is. No, they're tied with the Jazz, the Pelicans, the Kings, and they're a half game above the Spurs, and then they're a half game below the Mavericks and the Timberwolves, who are tied for the 8th seed. So that just goes to show how close the Western Conference is. So even though the Houston Rockets are well in reach of making the playoffs and making a run, all they have to go on is they just need to get hot for a couple for a couple of days, pick up a couple consecutive wins, but so far the Rockets just aren't playing as we expected them to. No, they're not living
1: up to they were the first seed last year, and my gosh, they're not playing like it.
0: So they got to step things up. Well, especially when you have Chris Paul, James Harden, and Clint Capella. You got to, you just got to do better, straight up. Well, I think Melo
1: was the useless, the most useless addition of all time. He adds no value to any team, in my opinion. But that's real quick. Moving on to the Utah Jazz, many people would think that with what Donovan Mitchell did last year. Uh, you think he would do it again he is doing quite well as he's averaging about 21 points a game but his squad is 11 and 12 and they were what fourth last year or third in that in that neighborhood and people
0: thought they would be a real threat but right now they're not doing too hot yeah it seems like their defense is just keeping them in games they're only allowing a hundred 108 points per game but they're just not getting it done. On the on offensive, the offensive yep, side yep, yep. of the ball, you can't just have Donovan Mitchell putting up thirty a night. Yeah, it's not gonna roll that way. You have Ricky Rubio; he's a pass a pass first guard. Joe Ingles is a three point shooter. Get him in the corner, and he's locked down. I like the move to bring Kyle Korver back in his his first game with uh, returning. Yep, returning with the Jazz a couple nights ago, he hit a couple threes, and the Ru- Stifle Tower. Rudy Gobert.
1: I think they got I think they got the talent in Houston. They have the or tools in Utah, but I think they're just not utilizing correctly. And I think Grayson Allen is a low-key rookie kind of guy to implement in your roster here and there, but we'll see. What about the San Antonio Spurs? They what? They've gone to the playoffs how many times? Like 20 years straight and right now they're 10 and 12. And Greg Popovich recently just said that he's not really having that much fun, and he's it, basketball is kind of it's kind of sucked the soul out of him a little bit. Last year, I mean, Demar doesn't look like he's having any fun. Lamarcus Aldridge, the chemistry doesn't seem to be there.
0: What they, do you see? They look uninterested. The players, the coaching staff, they look unamused. The life has just been taken away from this um, from this organization, really, and. Maybe you thought that they would be much better. Maybe you didn't, but either way, the San Antonio Spurs are a team that you expect to be atop of the standings in the Western Conference on a yearly basis. Yeah, that's why they're on our letdown list, 100%. and especially they're three and seven in the last in their last ten, and they're getting blown out. They lose to the Rockets. Who aren't very good either. They lost to them by 29, 136 to 105. The the game before, they lost to the Timberwolves 128 to 89. Those are absolute routes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's it for our Western Conference
1: letdown. So let's go back. Let's go on to some stat sheet superstars, some individual talent that we're gonna highlight here. Points per game. James Harden, no doubt, is lighting it up. KD, LeBron, Giannis, Zach Levine, Devin Booker, Tim Hardaway, Luka Doncic.
0: That's a lot of names. Jake, analyze it. Yeah, can I just highlight these last four names on our list? The Zach Levine, Devin Booker, Timmy Hardaway, and Luka Doncic. These last four guys are... They're not at the top of the points-per-game leaders list, but... They're getting the job done for their teams, and their teams aren't very good. Mm-hmm. That's why we need to we need to show them some love because right. they are showing up and they're showing out. Exactly. These are all young guns that are putting on a show every night despite their teams not winning games. Couldn't have said it better.
1: Assists per game. Kyle Lowry is averaging 10 assists per game. That is incredible to think about. 10 assists in one game is good. But to do that on a night-to-night basis is just incredible. Good for him. Drew Holiday, really doing things right. Uh, James Harden, great offensive player. And then the guy we really got to highlight, Nikola Jokic, is just been incredible. He is a center. People got to keep that in mind. He's a center, averaging about seven assists
0: a game. Good for him. Yeah, but, as a big man in the NBA, when you're running up handles. and down the court, I mean... Nikola Jokic, he truly does it all for the Nuggets. We talked about him before, and going down this list, where are any other centers? Exactly.
1: I don't see any others. You don't see any, right. Rebounds per game. Speaking of centers, Andre Drummond back on top of that list. He owns that list. Joel Embiid also joins him in Carl Anthony Towns. Really no surprise with Andre Drummond and it's good to see
0: those two other guys on that list. And Andre Drummond and we were talking about this before with his ability to create second chance opportunities for the Detroit Pistons. He is so far above the competition in terms of offensive rebounds per game with 6.3. Right. I mean, you look at even Hassan Whiteside, Joel Embiid, DeAndre Jordan, they're only averaging 4, 2 and 2 offensive boards per game respectively. Andre Drummond is so far ahead of. He's a beast. Them. Okay, speaking of beasts, Hassan Whiteside,
1: averaging what? A couple blocks a game. He's that the the blocking lead he's the blocking king in the NBA. He has been for a few years now, averaging 2.9. Two, so, just about 3 blocks a game, which is incredible. Good for him. He's a great he's a great threat in the
0: in the paint. What about the free throw percentage? Something that kind of goes unnoticed. Yeah, this, the free throw percentage is a statistic that not many people pay attention to, but it really speaks volumes about players' abilities to carry their teams when it's needed most, when they're needed most, in clutch times, in tight games, in one-possession ball games, in the fourth quarter. If you're looking for a closer, acquire these few names. Lou Williams and Danilo Gallinari, two guys that are on the Clippers, Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard. Yeah, I mean that those guys come up clutch in the chair at the charity strike. And these guys, their free throw percentages are unreal, but it really is something special because they take so many. They're not you. You see Malcolm Brogdon and Jeff Green on this list as well. But they've only attempted high 30s, low 40s so far this season. But when you look at Lou Williams, Danilo Gallinari, KD, Dame Lillard, they're all up there with 100-plus free-throw attempts and their free-throw percentages in 93s, 92. Right. I mean, that's that's
1: something that comes up clutch. we got to throw some college basketball at you guys. Real quickly, we're just going to talk about the top 10 and some teams outside the top 10 and some players you guys want to look out for. But going back to the top 10, we got Gonzaga at number one, we got Kansas at two, Duke three, Virginia four, Nevada five, Tennessee six, Michigan seven, Auburn eight, Michigan state nine, and number 10, Kentucky, and a few teams outside the top 10 that are just on the cusp, Uh, North Carolina. And Villanova's actually not on the cusp, but they're kind of far down. But we got to mention them because they're match champions. And then some players, Bull Bull, Ethan Happ, Tyus Battle, and Carson Edwards. Um, Jake, let's just pick out some teams that we think are cool in the top ten. What do you see out of the Duke Blue Devils, your team? The Duke Blue Devils,
0: I mean, what Coach K does with the talent that he recruits. It's beyond me. I mean, me. he has a roster full of star freshman but you know what these freshmen zion williamson rj barrett these guys they could be starstruck Mm -hmm. but coach k has them prepared to step up and perform on the big stage yeah i think
1: i think duke is a freak of nature team they are like the golden state warriors equivalent of college basketball watch out for them when it comes to march madness And
0: not to mention Cam Reddish, Trey Jones, Joey Baker is another stud freshman. Marquise Bolden is their big man up front, uh, 6'11, playing the center position for them. And the guys that they have coming off of the bench Jack White, Alex O'Connell, Javin Delorier. They're very interesting. Well, these guys. They're free. They're they're so good. They'd be starters anywhere else. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm going to pick out one more team. Michigan Wolverines they are excellent right now they are eight and0 they just beat Purdue by a lot they destroyed North Carolina they took care of Villanova with a rematch of the national championship game you got to look at who they have right now Ignis Brizekis Jordan Poole Xavier Simpson Charles Matthews Isaiah livers those guys are all they just connect and once they're on the court, they just work together very well i think john B one of the best coaches in college football or college basketball he's consistent he's a clean coach he's a good guy they play outstanding defense we got to mention that michigan is real deal i think in my opinion they're top five to top three team they have the best start since 2012 2013 when they went to the uh, national championship and lost to louisville i think they can do it again and i think they're really good and i think michigan's been
0: they're better since last year. You you touched on their defense. Their defense is tied for first in the nation. All of college basketball, they're only allowing fifty one points per game. And I mean, if you're holding your opponents to that low of a number, that's I mean, that's remarkable. That that's what you need. That's exactly. You're getting outstanding defensive production. So and that that's how you beat top tier teams like your Villanova, your North UNC, Carolina, Tar Heels, Purdue, Purdue. I mean, Purdue. Carson Edwards is one of the best guards in the league. Yeah, and they did they did him dirty a little bit today. So we have to jump back to the top of the rankings with Gonzaga. They took down the Duke Blue Devils. This team is, I mean, they're number one in the country. Hachimura is a stud. Josh Perkins is really good. Zach Norvell Jr. just put up 28 uh, with the with the come-from-behind bu- come victory against Creighton. This team, I mean, there's no greater test than playing the Duke Blue Devils. No, there And isn't. they won that game. And they, they were blowing them out at one point, but
1: Duke ended up coming back to make it a two-point loss for them. But Gonzaga is so complete... Co- there's, it's nothing new here. Gonzaga is, is top five every year. Unbelievable program. you got to respect them. And the Zags come
0: ready to play, especially when it comes to March Madness. I respect the Zags. And can I just touch on their offense for a hot second here? I've really studied their offensive scheme. And what's so great about their offense is their quick ball reversals and their ability to run through their offense multiple times in multiple possessions and when they when they run their scheme three or four times through there's no way the defense will be able to stop they'll either get a quick three in the corner after a skip pass or they'll generate the high low look from the top of the key down low to the four or five and the pick and roll offense that they run with that play is really hard to stop and you saw The Zags give the Blue Devils trouble in that matchup. And along with Gonzaga, we have storylines like Bill Self's Kansas Jayhawks, who actually avoided Stanford's upset bid tonight. We have the Tony Bennett-led Virginia Cavaliers and their stingy defense. And how about Caleb and Cody Martin leading the Nevada Wolfpack to an 8-0 start? These are all teams that we'll definitely see making runs come March Madness time. But that about wraps things up for us here at Power 5. Thanks for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed episode 61. Make sure to share your thoughts with us on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, take it easy.